Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, the Ducks fall again in Minnesota. How much worse can special teams get? And why won't Dallas Eakins let the kids play? We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Tuesday. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And this agonizing team is just continuing its season in last place. Yeah, we're going to talk about their latest loss to Minnesota. But first, reminder, you could hear this podcast anywhere podcasts are heard, including Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. Uh, Twitter, I'm at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right into what happened on yesterday's game. It was an afternoon affair. Well, afternoon if you're in the West Coast, like most people listening. For those of you in the Eastern Time Zone, it was a 7.30 start. So how did it go? Well, Anaheim began their five-game road trip at Minnesota. How did it go? Well, the Ducks got off to a somewhat decent start. They were getting more shots on goal for the most part. The shot opportunities were better. In fact, the Corsi 4, the shot attempts were 17-10 on even strength. Shot attempts. No, this is not a lie. Not a joke. Shot attempts in the first period were 21-10. to Wait for it. In favor of Anaheim. Wait, what? Are you freaking kidding me? They doubled up on the shot? Yes, they did. They doubled up on the shot attempts. They had a lot of fantastic shot attempts in that first period. There was even a couple attempts with the young kids playing out there. You had Zegris out there with Drysdale. You had Troy Terry out there. You had some of the young kids actually doing something worth a damn. Can you believe that? Sam Steele was out there with Zegris, with Lundestrom, Max Jones, Troy Terry. Yeah, you had the young guys out there, including Jamie Drysdale. They played together a ton. Oh, but there was one other little player that I forgot to mention. Uh, The Ducks were noticeably without their leading goal scorer, Max Comtois. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch. We don't know why. That opened up the rumor mill a little bit. Why is Comtois out? Is he injured? Why is he a healthy scratch? Could he be traded? Yeah, there was just so many rumors that I'm not even going to address because there were so many of them. But Max Comtois was out for yesterday's game. So the Ducks rolled with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. Something that has not gone well this season. And guess what? Yesterday was no exception. No exception. I mean, yeah, Trevor Zegers was out there with Lundestrom. They were out there for only 13 minutes. Guess who had the least amount of ice time aside from Adam Henrique? Zegers and Lundestrom. Yeah, Henrique and Zegris and Lundestrom had the least amount of ice time out of all the Ducks. Yeesh. That's how bad it's it's gotten. That's how bad it is right now in Anaheim. Sorry to say that, but it is what it is. Uh, the only player that had less ice time was Josh Manson, who was still coming back from injury. He's still trying to feel his way back into the lineup for what it's worth. So back to the first period, no goals on that period, but the Ducks out shooting Minnesota in that period was a good sign. They were out shooting them 10 to 5, albeit some of those were on the outside, but they had some pretty high danger chances and there were some quality shots in there. Just none of them got past Cam Talbot. So it was nothing, nothing. Guess who scored first? Oh my God, it was Anaheim. This play kind of epitomizes what the young guys can do. 
So Troy Terry had the puck in the neutral zone. That pass went right to Matt Zuccarello. And Zuccarello, in the words of Gary Thorne, Zuccarello had it, lost it, went over to Troy Terry, who kind of passed it to himself and just did a little flip self-pass right past Ryan Suter. He made Suter look foolish on this play. Same with Spurgeon. Jared Spurgeon was right there, but he wasn't the one that got fooled on that one. He was on the other side. So Troy Terry stole the puck from Zuccarello. Then he got it past Ryan Suter and went forehand, faked the forehand, went backhand, and got it just under the shoulder of Cam Talbot for his sixth of the season. That play goes unassisted. That was all Troy Terry. Completely Troy Terry's goal. He's the one that stole it from Zuccarello in the neutral zone. He's the one that got it in the zone. He's the one that got it right past Suter and faked him out. And he's the one that faked out Talbot on the forehand backhand. And Terry has been favoring that backhanded shot more recently. And he should. Because there was a little bit of a shoulder hitch. Nice fake. That's something that is his bread and butter. So once again, Terry with the sixth goal of the season. That made it one nothing Anaheim. At the time, we're thinking, oh my god, the Ducks are actually playing well. <gasps> oh, what? The Ducks are winning in the second period? Oh my god. They're out shooting Minnesota? What is going on here? Minnesota, at the time, they were looking pretty bad. Minnesota, they had already had two power plays and they didn't do jack squat on any of them. Of course, Minnesota is last place as far as power play goes. So the Ducks had two power play chances early on. Didn't do squat with them. In fact, they squandered them. Minnesota did the same thing. Anaheim is almost last in the league in power play percentage. You know who's last? Do you know? Do you? Do you? If you guessed the Minnesota Wild, why you'd be absolutely correct. But guess what happened? The Ducks special teams reared its ugly head again, and I'll talk more about that in the second part of this podcast. But needless to say, the PK did not look good there at all. Ryan Suter, who I just mentioned, kind of got a little bit of revenge on Troy Terry. Some big-time revenge. Scored his first goal of the season on assists from Spurgeon and Hartman on the power play. Yeah, Minnesota scored a power play goal. Tied 1-1. to It was bad. I just didn't want to talk about it. It was ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Then we go to the third period. Just when you thought things could not get any worse, they certainly did. (laughs) They got worse. Terrible defense. Bukestad had the goal for the Wild, and Jacob Larson looked completely lost out there. He got fooled on the first defensive play. He got fooled right before the goal happened. He was left out to dry. I don't know what Larson was thinking. I don't know what he was doing out there. I don't know if he was trying to pinch too hard. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know. Maybe he was looking at another skater thinking someone else was going to score it. (gasps) But that did not happen. Maybe he was thinking that Sturm was going to get it. No. Maybe he was trying to go up on Susie too much. No, not not the case. Nick Bustad's fifth of the season on the assist from Carson Susie and Nico Sturm. That was the game-winning goal. The Minnesota Wild were victorious 2-1. to The Ducks looked foolish. They looked really foolish on defense. They looked really foolish on special teams. And we'll talk about those great uh, special teams. Can you tell? 
can you tell that I want to really let loose? But I'm not going to because I actually have a script in front of me and I actually know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the lack of scoring on the power play. And I want to talk about how their special teams have plummeted over the past month and change. But we'll talk about that after the first intermission. First, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're your trusted online sportsbook. And they have all the sports happening. Baseball's happening right now. Baseball's coming back to SoCal, guys. We have attendance in baseball. Yeah. You guys going to check out some Angels games? I'll check out a couple of games there. Maybe you want to see some Dodgers games. If you are, you're lucky. So they have all the baseball, all the basketball. They have March Madness. By the way, Pac-12. They said the Pac-12 is weak. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Go Pac-12, baby. Anyway, they also have hockey. So check out all the sports on betonline.ag. On your first deposit, type in the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. All right, we're going to talk about those wonderful special teams. Yeah, we're going to do that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by Locker Room. Don't forget to check out the Locker Room app on the Apple App Store. And I will be doing a Locker Room chat tomorrow afternoon before the game and during the first period of tomorrow afternoon's Ducks versus Wilds game. A reminder, tomorrow's game is a 2.30 p.m. start, not a 4.30, not a 4. It's an early start. So once again... I'll be doing a locker room by about, we'll say 2 p.m. Once again, that is the locker room app, and I will definitely post more about that on the Twitter. And I'll remind you guys tomorrow morning to check out the locker room app. Once again, that is tomorrow at just before the game. So probably around 2 o'clock, 2.15, I'll open up a locker room, see if anybody wants to come on. We'll talk about the upcoming action. We'll talk about where the Ducks are going. And if you have any questions, join me on the locker room chat tomorrow. All right, so let's talk about the special teams, shall we? I know what you're thinking. Do we have to? Do we really have to talk about the special teams? Yes, we do. We have to talk about them. Because look at their look at their PK. Their PK has gone from 7th in the NHL all the way down to 23rd. Is that right? 7th to 23rd in the span of about a month. They were top 10. Then there was that one game where Derek Grant got scratched. See, I like Derek Grant. Dot, dot, dot. Wait, wait, wait for it. I love Derek Grant on the penalty kill. I like him a lot taking those defensive zone face-offs. He's very good at that. Very good at that. When he's not out there on the PK, it just looks really, really bad. Because most of the goals that the Ducks have allowed on the power play have been when he is not out there. So what about yesterday's game? What happened there? Well, Ryan Suter got that power play goal. Uh, That was a terrible setup on the Ducks goal right there. Terrible. How bad, you ask? 
Guess who was on the ice when the Ducks scored their lone goal of the game? It was Derek Grant. Guess who was not on the PK when that goal against was scored? Derek Grant. Yeah, he was out there for the first part of that PK. And they were very effective. Maybe one shot on goal and it wasn't even a quality shot and that was it. As far as the power play goal that was allowed. Yeah, that power play goal allowed was not good on that PK. That four-man unit, you had Max Jones out there. Max Jones, he looked okay. He looked okay at the time. Then you had Isaac Lundestrom. No, all right, fine. Lundestrom is out there sometimes on the PK. Then you had, oh, is that right? Jacob Larson. Why am I not surprised? In fact, guess who was out there for both goals allowed? If you guessed Jacob Larson, you win the grand prize of a pat on the back and maybe some grief. Oh, guess who else was out there on that allowed goal? If you guessed Yanni Hockenpah, you'd be correct. Yanni Hockenpah was out there on the PK for that one. Yanni Hockenpah has really struggled as of recent. Um, Dallas Eakins is not putting him in great positions. He's all of a sudden putting Hockenpah out there with guys that he should not be out there with. You have Hockenpah with Jacob Larson. They're looking lost out there together. That might not be the best D pairing to put out there. Hockenpah does better with some of the other veterans. I thought Hockenpah, for the brief moments he did this, Hockenpah looked pretty good with Shattenkirk. In fact, that's not a bad D pairing. They play off of each other so well that I would actually prefer that defensive pairing compared to what we've seen for most of the rest of the season. So when you see Jacob Larson out there for both those goals allowed, you know it's a bad look. So I cannot put any of this blame on Derek Grant. Actually, Derek Grant had a pretty decent game up until the last period. So he was playing well. Jacob Larson, that might have been one of his worst games for the Ducks, and that's saying a lot. So the penalty kill has been relying on certain guys more often than not. Uh, They used to rely more on players like Derek Grant, but they've been straying away from that on the penalty kill, and I don't know why. I don't know why Dallas Eakins is insisting on not having Grant out there for more of these penalty kills. I honestly don't know what the deal is there, what's the thinking there. I mean, I'm not going to say the word, but maybe there's something else going on that maybe Eakins doesn't want certain players out there during certain times. Yeah, he doesn't want them out there. Don't know why. Jacob Larson out there on the second allowed goal. He looked horrible on that. And I thought Larson would get less playing time after, I guess, contributing to that allowed goal. I thought he would get benched a little bit more. No, that did not happen. Jacob Larson had two critical mistakes on this game, both of which led to goals. And then you put him out there for a few more shifts after that. Huh. I, wait, I thought Dallas Eakins punished guys for making mistakes. Look what happened to Trevor Zegras. Zegras made one mistake, and he was benched for an entire period. Jacob Larson made a mistake. He's still out on the ice. Both times. What's the deal there? What's going on? So once again, the penalty kill going from 7th to 23rd. Their PK right now is 75.8%. Remember when the PK was about 85%? Remember that, guys? We thought, wow, that's a really good penalty kill percentage. 85%. They're not allowing that many power play goals. And at the time, you were correct. They were not. 
The PK was one of the best things about this Ducks team. And at the time, I would have given the PK maybe a B, B minus grade because they were doing pretty well for the most part. It's fallen off in the past month. Oh, the power play is not much better. Guess what? The Ducks are now 30th in the National Hockey League in power play percentage with 11.5. Guess who's right under them? The Minnesota Wild, the team that they're playing again on Wednesday. With that goal, Minnesota jumps to 9.3% on the power play. Hey, if Minnesota scores one more goal on the power play on Wednesday against the Ducks, that's going to flip-flop. Then the Ducks will once again be last place in in power play. So they're 30th in power play, 23rd in penalty killing. Their net power play is by far the bottom in the league with a miserable 6.4%. That is awful. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission, but let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Maybe you need car parts for your Ferrari or your Lamborghini or your Ford Mustang. Maybe you drive a Rolls Royce. If you're one of those that drive a Rolls Royce, I hate you. You're lucky. (laughs) I'm I'm only kidding. Maybe you drive a Porsche. If you drive a Porsche, that's awesome. That's really cool. Or maybe an old school Impala from the 60s. Guess what? RockAuto.com has all those car parts at less of a cost than the big box retailers. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades. So check out RockAuto.com in the How Did You Hear About Us box. Tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that's RockAuto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. We'll have more Locked On Ducks after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, it is the sweet 16, I'm sorry, the sweetest 16 in the Built Bar bracket 2021. And today is the last matchup of the sweetest 16. It is Coconut Brownie Chunk versus Lemon Almond Cheesecake. And I'm voting for Coconut Brownie Chunk and you should too for that to move on. And also, starting tomorrow, is the Elite 8. Oh, I'm sorry. The Enticing 8. And here are the matchups so far. Cookies and Cream versus Coconut Almond. Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff. And Cookie Dough Chunk versus White Chocolate Birthday Cake. We got some tremendous flavors there. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Vote for your favorite flavors. And while you're there, pick up some Built Bars. And they also have the new white chocolate raspberry cheesecake flavor out for today and tomorrow only they are out for a limited time so go to builtbar.com right now use promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and that will get you 15 percent off your next order of built bar which is the best tasting protein bar in the land That sounds really good right now. I've actually tried a lot of these flavors, and I like a lot of them. I love the cheesecake one. I like the birthday cake one pretty well, but still my favorite one is the cookie dough chunk and the churro. Churro, churro, churro. Okay, I talked about churros enough for one day. Let's get into one other thing that I did not mention that I kind of teased a little bit. 
So the Elite 1C had a good game until the last four or five minutes. For some reason, I don't know why, but Dallas Eakins was, for some reason, enticed to put Derek Grant out there on that power play unit, the six on four. So yeah, the Ducks had a power play in the last two minutes of yesterday's game. Minnesota got nailed for too many men with just over two minutes left. So Ryan Miller, he should have retreated to the bench much sooner than he did. Dallas Eakins did not do the Ducks any favors by putting those lines out there, one, and two, not immediately going to a six-on-four and not maximizing that time. He had just over two minutes. Why not pull him right then and there? You need a goal. Take as much time as you can with the six-on-four. And better yet, put some better personnel out there. Let the kids play. I'll say this one more time. Let the kids play, period. Why not put Drysdale out there? Why not put, yeah, why not put Zegris out there on that six on four power play? Why not? You put Derek Grant out there for that six on four, and he did not look effective on that power play at all. So that's pretty much what I want to say about that. The Ducks did lose once again, two to one, but Dallas Eakins, what are you doing? What are you doing there? Putting the wrong personnel out there or you're putting the right personnel out there at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, it's it's so bad. It, it's laughable at this point. You kind of have to have a sense of humor about this. When you cover this team during the season, you kind of have to have a sense of humor, a bit of self-deprecating humor, because this team has not been good. At times, they've been downright awful, and you absolutely have to question the coaching of Dallas Eakins here. You have to question the personnel that he's putting out there. You have to question why Max Comtois was a healthy scratch. You have to ask all those questions, and it's a reflection on the coaching staff. It's a reflection on GM Bob Murray, who, by the way, came out with this little quote saying that the Ducks are open to anything as far as trading goes. They're open to anything? Uh Uh-oh. What does that mean? Does that mean that maybe there's a trade coming? I mean, the trade deadline is less than three weeks away for the GM to say that pretty much everyone is open to be traded. That's not good. Oh, and this came at a time after Max Comtois was benched by Dallas Eakins just three nights ago. Yeah, three nights ago, Max Comtois got benched and now he's a healthy scratch. Max Comtois is your best goal scorer And then he gets benched the game before, and now what? So Jacob Larson dressed, and Max Comtois wasn't? What what was going on there? And we, we don't know of any injuries. We haven't heard of any injuries. All we know is he was a healthy scratch. The Ducks are being very secretive as to what's going on with Max Comtois. I don't think anything's going on. I think it's just a healthy scratch, and Dallas E can say, no, I don't want him to play. Guess what? Think back to Saturday night. Max Comtois took two shifts that entire last period. That was it. Two shifts, and then he got benched. That's it. All right. Um, I'm going to end today's podcast because if I talk anymore, I will blow a gasket. And I don't think I want to get into rant mode today. 
Maybe I'll save that for later in the week when the Ducks will probably likely lose again. What? I'm not being pessimistic. I'm being a realist. But if you want to join me and maybe rant a little bit, if you guys want to rant with me, join me tomorrow on the Locker Room app. Once again, download that from the Apple App Store and I will throw up the link when that happens. That will be around 2 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow before the game. So thanks once again to everyone that's participated and thanks to you all for listening. If you want to hear this podcast and subscribe, hit that subscribe button. If you want to hear any of the past podcasts, you could find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow this very shoe on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Thanks once again for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue practicing social distancing, wear a mask, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.